Hospitals and health organizations today face so many challenges, and many of those affect the bottom line. One presiding factor in all of this is how patients feel about their level of service, and that's why it's critical to talk about the patient experience. Hello, folks and listeners. Thank you again for listening. It's 2020. Wow. And it's not just a new day, new year, but it's a new decade. Mm. And we're moving into a totally different new decade with a lot of possibility and opportunity. So we will continue to provide you this podcast once a month. And again, we do appreciate your listening and really appreciate the comments you sent me too. Uh, that's a great encouragement. So again, I am have my cohort, Mary Emily Wood, co-worker, cohort, um, colleague at the company. And she's going to talk a little bit. I'm actually going to interview her at some point this year, and then she is going to interview me today. So once again, welcome. Thank you, John, and I'm happy to be here again. And, you know, you touched on this being a new year and a new decade, and so many people see the opportunity when a a new year rolls around for transformation. Yes. And so much focus has been put on this being the turn of a decade, and here with 2020, you know, perfect vision. Everybody's joking about 2020 being the perfect, the year for perfect vision. And so I know that you are a journaler and an avid um, individual with introspection, great introspection. And so I'm really curious to know about your path for 2020. Wow. And how you are going to encourage others and specifically this year, how you're going to encourage the managers at our organization. You know, what lessons did we learn in 19 and what are we going to carry with us in 2020? You know, the the most important thing, and I actually had a conversation with one of our managers yesterday in the office. It was a great conversation, but he reminded me that he was more intent on looking at the person's desk or cubicle and seeing what they're really interested in, what you know, what their heart song is. And I'd never thought about that. I love it. And um, because, and he wanted to encourage that with them this year. And this decade, I thought, that is a great idea. And he even um, said that he had, one of his staff members had a list of goals for 2020. And he looked at me and thought, golly, those are great. Those are really good goals. And he thought, why shouldn't I encourage that person throughout the year to meet those goals? So I like, you know, in interviews before I've asked uh, participants, uh, how do you lead? Mm-hmm. Well, that is one good way to begin leading is really getting connected with the employee, with the employee, engaging with the employee, and 
bringing the best out in them. So I think one of the things is a good lesson for all of us. Who is in their circle or who is in their um, direct report? How can we encourage them and build them up? Build them up. Not only you're doing something personally for them, but you're making the corporation as a whole shine and make their work better and makes everybody better. And I was thinking how that goes into patient experience. How can we encourage our patients and their families? How can we be more present with them in 2020 and beyond. And it it may even change the face of patient experience to be more intentional, to meet more engaged. That way questions are answered and people have a good experience. They feel good about it and they want to tell people about it. I'm going to round on what you just said. You spoke about, you know, what their goals are and what they're saying, but it's also in what they're not saying that you can find a person's heart song, if you will. Yes. Their goals. And it's not just your direct reports you should check in on their goals, but you should check in on your patient's goals. You know, a healthcare system really has an opportunity to find out what a patient is working towards. You know, Uh, an employee, not just an employee, but a colleague, yeah, a friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, what are you working on this year? How can I support you in that? Yeah. And the that, person you drank coffee with. Absolutely. The know. person you say hi to in the break room. Yes. The patient in the lobby. Yeah. How are you today? Yeah. You know, because that could be part of your goals is to engage more with your patients. And I've always said that could start with a smile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, my prayer partner, she said, John, now she's family. She's my first cousin. She said, she called me just to check on me the other day and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm in the Durham office and heading into Williams for lunch. Well, you know, I've kind of got hooked on uh, Williams restaurant on off Highway 55. And she said, you know, every time you go into a building, you're going to go into a building. And there is someone that is meant for you who needs a maybe a hello? Yes. Or maybe actually a conversation. Sure. Maybe they want someone just to listen. That's right. And I went in with that intention. And I've kind of gone in places everywhere with the intention of engaging with people. Sure. And hearing them in ways that I can encourage them. I wrote um three power words or focus words this year. And now I think I need to write for and add engaging with people to it. What so, were the other three? Uh, well, the first one was boundaries. That's a good one. Now, boundaries, and this proves in healthcare. Every everything, there's certain things you have to let go of. And unfortunately, there are certain people you have to let go of. 
And in my role, I do a lot of engaging and listening. And it's important that I build those boundaries. You know, I can't save the world. No. And uh, it's so easy to think you can sometimes. And um, it's something that it's it's being healthy about the whole matter. You can bog yourself down too easy. So I am learning more about boundaries. The second is, and we'll talk about this in our next session, is, or, or throughout the podcast this year, I am transitioning into a new position. Mm. I served as chief client officer, and for many years from my beginning of employment, and I am transitioning over into corporate chaplain as well as still caring for um, North Carolina health care clients. And I say caring for, I guess that's probably bottom line. I'm a caregiver. But mm-hmm. there will be instances that boundaries have to be built. So my second, my second focus word is ministry, chaplaincy. And I knew you were probably going to ask me this question. What are your three focus words? It's like, oh, that was yesterday. Um, you know, it's a, the mind gets older, the mind's um, harder to process. The third one, let's say the fourth one is going to be engaging. And I'm going to have to think just a minute on the third one, and I'll get back with you on that. I'll be right here and looking forward to it. Getting back to your path and your vision for 2020, and as your new role develops and you kind of take a sidestep from your previous position, you'll still be heavily involved with our staff and probably now more than ever. Right. And in establishing boundaries, I think it's great that that's your first word because the lack of boundaries can really lead to burnout. Yeah. Because I feel that the opposite of respectful boundaries is burnout. And so how do you see managers in healthcare and in our organization getting stuck or getting close to burnout or becoming so apathetic because there is so much on their plate. Well, one is not being able to let go. And let go, I think, has such a negative connotation, but I really really want to challenge the listeners to think of it as a positive thing. Yeah, It's not letting go to forget. It's letting go to be respectful of because we can't manage every single process and every single situation. Right. I guess the word is prioritize i think that's that has a better spin but it really kind of means the same yeah but management must help us to understand what our priorities are okay i think that is important that and it's just as important for us to communicate with management to understand What's the bottom line here in this role? Now, chaplaincy, Jeff told me probably the best statement. I said, what do you want from chaplaincy? What is the greatest thing you want from me? He said, be John Cook. Be yourself. 
Well, what a compliment. Uh, that is a compliment, but it reminds me that I have to keep a close check on me. It's true. I did think of my third one just now. Good. And it goes with this follow through. Okay. What you have set out to do, follow through yes. with it. Make sure it happens. Yes. And to healthcare folks, make sure what you want to happen happens. Yes. And manage yourself in a way that you can do that. I had a great mentor once that said, you know, if you're the last person to touch something, so be that a process, a procedure, you know, in healthcare, be it, you know, a patient file or, you know, an account, if you're in account management, if you're the last one to touch it, that means you are the one to follow up on it. You own Even it. if it's yeah. not your process, right. your account, you know, your particular patient, if you're the last one to touch it, you're the last, you're the one that needs to follow up right. on it. Right, right. So even if it's to follow up on the person you handed it off to, to make sure that they're staying right. on top of it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we don't like people to say that. They ask us, well, what about that essential? And I, and I thought of one um, just myself that today I need to follow up on to see because I was the last person to touch it. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't need to be negative. It's not that you're trying to manage that other person. It's just that you're making sure that that situation right. is handled with excellence. Yeah. And it is almost owning it. You've got to be the person to, to see that it continues and see that it happens. And I say that thing in patient experience. I heard a comment the other day, and this may be kind of getting off subject uh, in discussion with patient experience. He said, you know, I just wish hospitals would communicate. I, I said, okay, refine that for me a little bit. He said, well, you know, a doctor tells you that we need follow-up on this, that, and that, and give us all this information, but with no idea who's going to help make this happen. It's like throwing a football on a field without yeah. anybody to catch it. Yeah. Somebody has to be there yeah. to catch it. And there's got to be someone there to catch that's it. That's right. And in healthcare, yes, yeah. that's critical. Absolutely it and is. And one mistake could harm someone in ways we can't even imagine. Yeah, it can be catastrophic. So catch it. Catch it. Yeah. Catch it. And then run. That's what I say. And run with run it. Run with right. it. Right. I will say this last comment. Does that mean if you're the last person to put dishes in the dirty dishes? Uh. <laughs> I guess that would make sense. Wash the dishes. That's right. Turn yeah. on the dishwasher. Okay. All right. I like it. Not really, but I'll do it. <laughs> Man, so you talked about managers getting stuck in communication and expectations and with that, how are you going to inspire people to follow through? Wow, that's a good question. Because as you know, everybody speaks a different language. Everyone speaks a different language, and everyone has their way of doing it. Yes. It may seem totally messed up to us. I'd say that's an opinion, though. That is an opinion. That's an agenda. Yeah. yeah. You know, that is an opinion. 
And I say to the person, yeah, you know, go to Barnes and Noble, yeah. and there's go back into the business section or the self help section. There is gobs of books on how to declutter or prioritize, but it's someone else's theory. That's right. And opinion. I have a sign in my office that says a cluttered mind is a sign of genius. It is. Because I, if it's not on my desk, it's not right there. It's not a priority. Yeah. So what may, someone else may come in and say, oh my gosh, she has so much on her desk, so many piles, but every pile is organized. Every pile is prioritized. So what may seem like disorganization and clutter to one is the system to the other. Yeah. So you've got to figure out with those managers so they can trickle down to their employees to see where they're coming from, what language they speak. You know, do they need to be gently reminded or do they prefer very straight and to the point reminders? You know, how does their inspiration language work? Do they need to be uplifted and reminded of what they've done previously fantastically? What what was that last experience they had that worked so well? Or do they need to be reminded through teaching and say, hey, you know, this last situation, I would have done it X, Y, Z. Or it would have been a little different here. Yeah. You know, what everybody's language, you've got to speak it and you have to inspire people with the language that they speak. Not he, the language you speak. Yeah. Here's what I can say. Talk about your desk. Yes. Everybody's got that central location. Yes. It wouldn't hurt to take an inventory of what's there. Absolutely. And when you take that inventory, you might think, my gosh, I can throw some of this away. This is long done. It's just adding to the pile. And then develop a way to follow through that suits your style. That's right. And as you're saying, and I love this, the person's language yes. or their their way. Yeah, what speaks to them. Yeah. And lead them to do that, to do the same. Because, you know, the, the root definition of miscommunication is the intended message is not the received message. So however it came out of your mouth with whatever intention you had, if somebody else didn't hear it that way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to make sure that your intended message is the received message. Yeah, right. You're not going to hit a bullseye each time. No. But as you communicate with people more and engage with people more, you're going to find how to communicate with them. Yeah, and you may hurt people's feelings. Maybe that's not your intention, but you got to watch for things like that. Yep, and you can do a course correction at that point. Yes. You don't just get to hurt people's feelings and walk away. You do a course correction. You say, you know what? That is not how I intended that to sound. Instead of, I'm sorry your feelings were hurt, or I'm sorry you took it that way. That is not how I intended it. You put the onus back on yourself. Yeah. That's not how I intended that. I am so sorry. Yeah. It never hurts to apologize. Never. And people. I think people need to apologize twice as much as they did. Yes, yes. Maybe I should stop in the office. Just say sorry to everyone. Just walk in the room and say, if I made your day bad, just say sorry. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That was not my intention. Yeah. Because that puts the onus back yeah. on you. So I'm saying managers really, really, I guess the first thing to do is take an inventory yeah. of where you are. Yeah. And you, friend, celebrated 40 years in healthcare oh, in 2019. Oh, gosh, I did. 
That's more than most people spend at a singular career. It I mean, is. It you, really is. You have surpassed it, and you're still going. Yes. Like the Tweetsie Railroad train. Yeah. <laughs> choot, choot. <laughs> you know, it's been, I may maybe said this before, even as a child, I wanted to work in a hospital. No, I didn't. And I cannot. I really wasn't wanted to be a doctor or a nurse. It was just I wanted to work in a hospital. That's amazing. And twenty three of those forty years, I got to actually do that. To work in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of my career, I have been connected with many hospitals. Mm-hmm. You got to work in all of them. Yeah, really. you in did. A, you really capacity. did. Yeah. And you see so much. Sure. And then later as you care for your parents in life, and that's a hard thing to do in many cases, you learn how those pieces fit together or don't fit together. And I think that's why I have a passion for patient experience. I would agree. That it is a top-notch thing. Excellence, excellence. Yes. It's essential. And people are getting better. I mean, they're really getting better. Because they're listening to your podcast. Oh, I, that's it. That's it. That's it. So wrapping up, your, you've got your four core words for the year. Yeah. Would you encourage others to do the same? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, do you do it every year, or is this a this is first a time new for thing? You? Okay, and I'll tell you where it came from. I'm ready. Mary Kay Hunt, yes, the speaker who has worked with their company for several years, and she didn't really. That's not one of her theories or what she writes on or speaks on. She said, "You know, I like the way." That you do things. Let me tell you what I did just recently. And this was the first of the year said this week. Was I came out with three focus words. And you can have as many as 20. That's a lot of focus. Yeah. But I kind of like the three. And I said I'll need to put engage in. But it's a part of the three other focus words. It is. Yeah. So that... That's my encouragement to managers is to what determine what you want to focus and keep them in front of you. Put them on your desk. You know, put them in the uh, bathroom. Put them by your bed. That's a good one. Yeah. Last thing you see when you go to bed. Yeah, first, first thing, thing you see, see in, the in the morning. I like it. So that's, that's it. And thank you. Mary Kay Hunt, yes. you, uh, she you continues rock and, to inspire. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff, John. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Oh, thank you for being here. And oh, it's a pleasure. We will focus on. That's right. Through the good. That's right. Hospitals and health organizations today face so many challenges, and many of those affect the bottom line. One presiding factor in all of this is how patients feel about their level of service. 
And that's why it's critical to talk about the patient experience.